message from the pig. What's he saying? He says that this episode contains adult language, mature situations, curses, the Hotel Adriana, seaplanes, female teenage engineering geniuses, and scruffy pirates who may look like dictators like you, boss. Shut up, you idiot. Okay, boss. He also says that listener discretion is advised. Get off me. High seas, adventure, biplanes, kidnapping, and the pig. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Movie Review. I'm your host, Zan. And this is Timbo. And yes, we're in for the for the first episode of the month of Totoro's, Tanookis, and Tenacious Children, our Studio Ghibli month. Woo! Yes, many of you have asked for it, you voted for it, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to be covering different types of Studio Ghibli movies, from Totoro to Nausicaa to... Castle of Cagliostro, even, even the last Studio Ghibli movie, because that's to deal with Miyazaki. He may do some Takahata stuff, too, depending on, well, what you, well, the, the Dodecahedron movies dictates. Yes. We got some good choices, and we got some weird choices, and we got some bizarre ones, and we're actually starting off with a good one. But remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us, sparkinmovie at gmail.com. Email me at zan at sparkin.com. Email me at timbo at sparkin.com. And we are drunk. Woo! Yes, we had some booze beforehand, just because it's a adult movie. Not I mean adult <laughs> like Fritz the Cat or Cool World, which is a terrible fucking movie, but this movie was really good. But, um, what else am I forgetting? Oh yes, call us 206-350-8462, and we're on Twitter under Aspirican Movie. Correct. Yes. And, um, we did have a question, but I forgot what it was. I think it was something simple as, well, how come you guys have so many missing movie episodes? And there are various reasons why. It's not just because we release them... We, cause the thing is, I this is the one podcast where I try to record it without being alone. I try having yeah. a co-host, and it's hard to get everyone together. Yeah. You know, and we have kind of a little bit of a sort of pseudo-set schedule, so, you know. Yeah. And also, other things, there's some episodes that I've recorded, like the Daredevil episode, where I can't finish it because the fact is, halfway through the episode, something happened. And it's you hear the recording of it, right. and you're like, 
okay, that sounds kind of fucked up, so we can't really finish that. <laughs> so we had to skip over it. Eventually, I will release Daredevil one day. We have technical difficulties. Exactly. Also, the same thing happened with Big Lebowski and a couple others, but we will release them. It's not like the missing episode of the Sparkin manga review where you can hear it on fightbait.com. <laughs> They're, they exist, it's just we have to finish and edit them and some other things. But I digress severely. Yes, I mean, because eventually we have to do also your movie with But not this month, because this is the month of Totoro Suzuki's Antonatius Children. Now, some of you may not know who, what Studio Ghibli is. It's a studio. Yes. With Ghibli's. Yes, it is. It's a very (laughs) popular studio that's actually founded by two directors, Aisao Takahata and Hayao Miyazaki. Now, some of you may not know who the fuck Aisao Takahata is. He's done things like Grave of the Firefly, Only Yesterday, things you may have never heard of, but... Hayao Miyazaki, you should know just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he has won an Academy Award, but then again, most people don't know half the shit that's in the Academy Awards <laughs> win. I mean, like, that's how true. many of us have seen The Descendants or seen <laughs> or seen things like um, the 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 Brass House? I mean, <laughs> you've never seen it, so you might not have heard of this. But he does. He's an animator, obviously. It's an animated films from Japan, straight yes. from Japan, but they are for kids. It's anime. They're much more of a, um, would you say they're higher quality than a lot of the animated Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I think they have a little bit more, uh, artistic, uh, feeling to them than just straight up. They're, they're like feature films. They're not just anime. They're, they're actually done very well and very, they have a very high production value, I would say. And they look amazing even after 20, 30, 40, 50 years. They mm-hmm. still look great. And they're fun movies to watch for the whole family even if they have adult humor or adult yeah. images well, they're, they're, they're so they're so well known and well made that basically Disney decided hey we're gonna we're gonna release all your movies in, in America well, for a second or third time well originally they tried releasing one and they fucked up then yeah. the Miyazaki didn't release it then Miramax released one of them in 96 a film which is the first anime I ever saw in theaters which was yeah. amazing I saw the stub somewhere around here mm-hmm. but point is that it's once they did a good job with it he started letting more out and there yeah. are a lot of them and this is the one we're going to review is one of the more well it's actually the most adult of his films i think and yeah. i mean adult is important it's, just, oh, it's more for an adult audience yeah and it's a good movie it's the sixth film that he directed uh came out in 1992 was when it was released i believe mm-hmm. uh, yeah 92 it's like an hour and a half yeah about 94 minutes and one, well, most of his movies take place in a fantasy world. It's this, either it takes place in medieval Japan or Japan, or it takes place in a country which doesn't exist. Yeah, this takes place uh, around uh, World War One, um, during the times of the the great uh, air pirates and, and seaplanes of the Adriatic Sea. Yes. Yeah, so if you've watched movies like The Shadow or Rocketeer, yeah, you kind of feel you kind of get that vibe. It's that period of time. Yeah. So you have the old time clothes. You have the old time. Yeah, the old, old-timey Red Baron type, uh, you know, pilots with the jumpsuits and the in the goggles and the yep. yeah. And the, this film, well, I could go on over all the producers and whatnot, the the people who starred in it, but the film takes place in World War One. It's about a bounty hunter who is in the Adriatic, so he catches the the air pirates and all that stuff. But the different deal is that he actually has a weird curse. We don't know how it happened. We just know he has a curse, and everyone yeah. accepts him for it, and it turns him into a pig. And in Japanese, the movie's called Kuranai no Buta, or Crimson Pig. 
but we know it as Porco Rosso. Yes, which is his Italian for red pig. Yes, which kind of works because he's a, he's a little bit of Italian. There's a lot of his real name is Marco Rossellini. Yes, and he's 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 Italian. He's a very good person. Very, very. <laughs> There's a lot of the the dub is hysterical for this. The sub is really good. I really enjoy the sub, but the dub I like so much better for some odd reason. I mean, because you have a stellar cast. I mean, besides the fact that you have David Ogden Steer, uh, Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast playing Mr. Piccolo, uh, the mechanic to Porco Rosso, you have Kimberly Williams Paisley, who I have no idea who the fuck she is. Well, let's find out. Let us click on who she, she must is. be. She must be somebody we. Uh, she's cute. Yeah, she's pretty cute. Uh, what, what was she in? What was she in? Uh, ah, she's from Father of the Bride. Ah, she plays her. See that? See, yeah, there you go. But she, that explains why she sounds older than she was. I thought yeah. she was. Yeah. But okay, you have the amazing Brad Garrett, who <laughs> many of you know from a crappy show called Raymond Blows the Milkman. I mean, everyone loves Raymond. <laughs> but you may know him from. The Bruce Tim DC Universe as Lobo or yeah. as Bibbo or as he has a very he has a very distinct voiceover acting voice. Yeah, he's a he's a great I think <laughs> he's, a, he's a great actor and he plays the Mama Yuta Gang's boss, a big shut up you idiot, big burly guy <laughs> who seems to be not suited he, to be a he, yeah he <laughs> he wants to be classy. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. It's like he's a pirate, but he has manners, and you're like, yeah, what the fuck. Well, again, it was a different time. They all had manners back then, apparently. Yeah, and then you have, <laughs> of course, the title characters played by Michael Keaton, and the villain is done by Carrie Ewells. Elways. Elways. Whatever the fuck you pronounce it. Most of them know. The guy, the guy from the guy from Robin Hood, Men in Tights. And Princess Bride. Yeah. And Susan Egan, who's been in a bunch of Disney stuff, she's connected. She plays Madame Gina, who is the love interest of the, of everybody. Yeah. And. The movie actually opens up in a really cool spot because it's in medias res. You don't have any explanation for anything. It's just everyone exists. Everything happens. We just know little bits and pieces here and yeah. there. And opens we know up. That we basically know the kind of the time period just based on the technology that they're using and that kind of stuff. And, and also there's a credit crawl in the beginning, which is done in 12 different languages. Just going yeah. across <laughs> explaining the story in English, French. And, and, it, and it's done with like a typewriter sound effect. So it's like... Like, uh, going across the screen. By the time I actually realized where English was on the screen, I, I was too late and I couldn't read it. Yeah, and it just explained... <laughs> it just literally... That's the only info dump you get. It happens in the Adriatic, and it's about yeah. fl- High Seas Adventures, and it's about Porco Rosso. And it opens up where Porco Rosso... You see where he lives. He lives in a tent in an A-cove. On some deserted island somewhere in the Adriatic Sea. Which is really a cool place to yeah, live. He's pretty awesome. Live. He's got a nice little setup. He's got a little tent, and he's got his little radio, which I don't even know how his radio picks up signals all the way out in the friggin' sea. He's got a little ham radio. Like, how does... Well, he's got <laughs> that, and he has booze. A lot of booze. Because this movie has a lot of drinking in it. Yeah, they're... Yeah. But, but it's Italy. Italy, yeah. you can drink yeah, when he, you're five. He's a drinking the wine. This is the vino. Yes, he could, he could... Yeah, he could drink... Sorry for our terrible Italian accents. But that's we bad. apologize. But it's better than the dubs version. Yeah, a lot better. And he ends up. They call him on his phone, which he has the old-fashioned phone where you gotta tap it yeah. and talk to the. How he has a phone there, we don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't know. But they say that there that the Mama Yuta gang, one of the gangs of the pirates, decided to hijack a ship, stole all the gold, and then kidnapped fifteen little girls. And you, <laughs> and you think, oh god, pirates! They steal little girls. The girls are gonna be in a little corner somewhere, tied up. And... <laughs> no. <laughs> No, they're just they're just running amok on the plane. <laughs> and and the boss is just like, Now girls, I want you to just calm down 
<laughs> trying to be all nice and polite to them. He's freaking out. They're running around. They're playing yeah. with the guns. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> they're going crazy. So he ends up following them. The nice chase fight sequence is really well done. Shows how good it is. And you have yeah. a Indiana Jones Last Crusade moment where <laughs> a gunner shoots his own wing. And you're like, I was just expecting to be like, they got us. <laughs> but no, he crashes the plane and it's you get to fight. And it goes into building, you know, he saves the girls and just goes in the fact he's having engine troubles. Yeah. And then goes into the whole thing that all the gangs are pissed off because Porco Rosso is fucking up all their shit. Because he's a bounty hunter and basically just stops them. Maybe he's different because he's not like a bounty hunter who captures them and takes them to police. He like no, just gets he just, the shit he, back. Yeah, he just yeah he just stops them from doing whatever it is. But well, he gives them some of the shit they stole. He's like, look, yeah. you can keep this much around, <laughs> fix your stuff. <laughs> So it's kind of like a symbiotic relationship of... Uh. So basically, all the pirates all go to this one place, which is the Club Adriana, which is where Gina own, owns this place, and she's the, the love interest of everyone, as we said. Basically, all the sea pirates all and all the seaplane pilots all fall in love with her because she's just that beautiful and blah, 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 blah. Yep. And, uh, and basically, like all the sea pirates are, are there, and they're basically plotting revenge on... Yes. And they decided to hire this guy, Donald Curtis, who, if you read the sub, he's from Kentucky. <laughs> the dub, he's a Texan. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. He's 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 supposed to be like uh Joe Q American. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be like the stereotypical hero guy from the nineteen twenties. He's you know, you find out later on that he that he's planning on being a movie star and blah 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 and Yeah. He's just uh, <sighs> a crazy crazy narcissistic and surprisingly well-mannered in some ways but rude in other ways like when you first see him he's listening to Gina sing and two people go up to Porco because Porco walks in the bar and the yeah. bar is essentially like Switzerland yeah no it's, it's a yeah it's, nobody fights there everybody just hangs out and it's you get along yeah and what happens is that um they go up to Porco talking to him and Curtis he, he actually tells them to shut up because she's because Gina's singing so he tells them all to, to be quiet. Yeah, so he's smitten with her, and yeah. Porco just gets a bottle of wine. Everyone's trying to talk to him. He's just like, I'll tell you later. Goes to a corner, which is in a room somewhere else. And Gina, after singing, everyone's talking to her. Nope. She goes right to Porco. Yep. Because she's into him, but it's like he's not having it because he doesn't feel worthy of her. And they've been friends since they were little kids, and she's married three of his other friends, and <laughs> all of them are dead. Yeah. I assume they were all pilots at some point, and yep. they all got killed in, in different yeah. air battles and whatnot. The other thing is that um, most of them, they go to battle after the ceremony, so it's conceivable <laughs> that she's still a virgin. Conceivable. Yeah, it's, it's a possibility. Not likely, but it's, it's <laughs> possible. And so what happens is that they the bandits hire him to Curtis to get Porco, get rid of him, and Porco's still having plane trouble, so he's going to go to Milan to get his plane fixed because everyone's trying to get him to... He keeps saying, I'm not a human, I'm a pig, because he looks like a pig. Yeah. And he doesn't... Nothing that humans deal with, he has to worry about. Because they keep saying, you want to buy bonds, you want to do this, yeah, you want to... Yeah, he says, I don't want to be involved. That's I'm a, I'm a pig, I'm not, I'm not involved in human affairs, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, he's taking he's a pacifist route in the whole situation. He doesn't yeah. want to deal with it. And, you know, he doesn't want to be a murderer by being part of the army and yeah. so everyone's pissed off and he decides you know what fuck it I'm gonna go to Milan he goes to Milan air fight happens 
Because Curtis just shows up and like, fight me! And he's like, I don't want to fight you. Yeah, his plane is currently, like, falling apart on him. His engine's not working properly. And he has to fight Curtis. And unfortunately, his, his, his uh, engine kind of seizes yeah. on him, and then he has to kind of crash land, sort of. And Curtis says, like, I beat him, I killed him, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to take this piece of, of red, goddish, painted uh, <laughs> wood. The plane's made of wood, yes. not metal. Interesting yes. fact. Planes were made of wood, apparently, back then. That's like you have to turn it to the wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so he, they run off. Uh, he runs off to say he's the man. Everyone's freaking out. Gina is hysterical about it, and she, mm. when she finds out that he's going to Milan, she flips out and says, you're wanted, you're wanted, you, you, they have a warrant out for your arrest in Milan. Yeah. And we didn't know this before, so now you know there's yeah. something else fucking going on. Did you find out that he is, uh, what was it? He, he was a deserter for the Italian Air Force. So he was he was originally in the military, and he deserted because he didn't want to fight in the war and stuff anymore. Um, so it's either he, and since he's saying he's not human, it's either he comes back and joins the army, takes his post back, or he's going to get killed. Yeah. And they're going to take his pretty plane away. So he's got to keep him hiding, and then he ends up going to uh, his friend, Mr. Piccolo. No relation to a green piccolo <laughs> with, uh... <laughs> who goes, <laughs> And basically, Mr. Piccolo is basically, he's the guy that fixes his plane for him. He's the engineer, and he, and, uh... <laughs> and he charges him shitloads of money. <laughs> yeah, it's never enough. <laughs> so I was like, oh, such a, since we're such good friends, I, 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 I'll loan you the money for three months, and then you gotta pay me back. <laughs> Constantly with payback, and he says that... I, I have my granddaughter design this for you because I'm, I'm too busy. <laughs> and Parker's like, really, what? And this is a time when you had, this is right before the Rose of the Riveter mo movement. Yeah. When you had men going to war and the women stayed at home and worked all the jobs, building bombs, building stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of a little hint so of it's that. before So it's before, you know, it was socially acceptable for women to do these kinds of jobs at this point. So, so yeah. So Porco has has problems with it. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hire her at first, but... But because he, he has such a big heart, he he lets her. <laughs> and she and she knows her shit. It's yeah. not like she's yeah. a moron. No, she, yeah, no, she's she's a brilliant engineer apparently. And, and, so he hires her, and she's happy, even though you got this weird kind of like thing going on. <laughs> and her grandma's like, "Don't touch her. <laughs> Don't go near her." <laughs> and then so you have his work crew come in. You're thinking, yeah, it's gonna be some big burly guy. Nope, it's all of his like daughters and granddaughters and nieces and and his sisters and like holy shit it's like every woman in his fucking family and there's like a hundred of them <laughs> and they're all and they're all doing the work and uh, there's these three old women they call he calls me old hag show up he's like i thought you were dead he's like no we're still alive we need the poker money <laughs> oh mr mr Proko. <laughs> Yeah. We're so excited! They're like they're, they're like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So all these women are working on the plane. He's shocked, and they're doing good work. And yeah. he's and he looks like he's going on time. Also, for those of you who don't know, you know how Disney has the thing where you put the Mickey Mouse ears somewhere in a movie. Yeah. You look at any movie, you'll find it from Tron to mm -hmm. this. Studio Ghibli does the same thing. They have Ghibli somewhere in most of their films. Uh, two of the movies we review won't have it because it's before our Studio Ghibli, but these ones have it and this one has it on the en new engine he has yes. right along the logo yep. it's a Ghibli standard engine <laughs> yep. so they put in the new engine things are looking good and then he finds out from his friend Ferrari <laughs> who's still in the military and it's he's his friend who yeah he was in, in the military with him and he's kind of like the guy he 
he goes to and he says, you know, you got to get out of here because the secret police are coming after you. They're, they're, they're looking for you. Yeah, they're not fucking around anymore. So yeah. he goes to leave and Theo is dressed up ready to go. And he's like, yeah. I'm in a one-seater plane. And she's like, let me a second. I'll, I'll fix the scene there. I was like, you can't go. I'm, I'm going to go place fight. Blah, 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 blah. And she, using Theo magic, whichever that is, <laughs> she gets to, to go along under the yeah. guise that she is his hostage. Yes, that which actually works out. And and and, uh, and uh, they find out as, as they're about to leave that the secret police are outside waiting for them. And, and, and the old ladies are funny. <laughs> One old lady, she's like, oh, this is so exciting. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's, it's the... All, the main character is really cool because Michael Keaton does an amazing job with this. Yeah. But it's the side characters who make it hysterical. The yeah. B, not even the, the the B level characters. Like they're like characters you see for like thirty seconds in the entire movie, but they're they're awesome. Yeah. But um, from there <laughs> you have Theo and Porco flying off, going back to the Adrak to have the confrontation with Curtis, which leads to a bet. Yeah. It's an air fight, <laughs> then a boxing match, <laughs> and then crazy other shit. And oh, one other thing we did forget. One thing is that. Um, uh, Gina has a bet with herself that one day, if a man, hint, hint, yeah. if the man shows up in her hidden garden, they'll fall in love, and the man has not shown up yet. And yes. this is how she, re um, not rebukes, is it rebuke? Yeah. Uh, she she turns down Curtis when he hits yeah. on her, and it's obvious it's Porco, and will yeah. they get together? We really, you know. Yeah. But. The rest is you have to watch. I'm not gonna spoil. We're not gonna spoil the whole movie. No, it's a really good movie. Everybody should watch it. Yeah. The one thing I have to say though, the one thing I have to say about it, all of the villains, all of the all of the sea pirates, okay, they either have to have an eye patch, like some sort of scar, other like the old school like like scar, like they had like you know like stitches in their face, or they have to look like Hitler. What is up with the Hitler? Well, they gotta have the big they're, fucking yeah, nose. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, they all, all or they all have giant noses. They're like, there's like at least four or five guys that look like Hitler. They have yeah. the Hitler stash and the Hitler haircut, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's. I mean, I I understand that this is like this is before Hitler because this is like the third. This is like the uh, the, the yeah. teens, I guess, because before World War One. Yeah, so so. Like it's this is just when the fascists are starting to take over in 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 Italy. Maybe that was a, like a popular hairstyle back then. I don't know. Well, it was popular <laughs> with Chaplin. Chaplin yeah. had the had, had yeah, but I mean the mustache, but like the hair. I mean they had the the Hitler hair too. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I honestly don't. Know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like seeing it differently. But no, I agree. I agree. It's it's you got a lot of little references and little things here and there, and the movie is. Besides the movie, the film is an animation buff's literally wet dream. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. There are scenes, just some scenes where there's no dialogue. It's just literally a plane flying against the background. The background looks fucking real. Yeah, it's uh, it's all done by hand, I assume. Yeah, no, this yeah, is yeah, this yeah, is this is all done by hand. So I mean, like you know, the the really classic painted backgrounds with the with the animation over top of it, and yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's just it's cool. Yeah, no, it's it's really good, and also the best thing is that for those of you who don't know Hayao Miyazaki grew up next to a World War II um, airplane manufacturer you know they build the, the kamikazes and things and for those of you who are like oh god you're talking about a guy who he didn't work on them but he lived next door to them so he saw them and he drew them yeah. a lot most of his films you will see little aspects here and there of airplanes one of the ones we'll do in the future 
uh, Castle Kagurasho, he designs an arrow draw, something which technically shouldn't exist, but he designs it to the T. Yeah. This film is like literally him just shining. He draws making, making all kinds of crazy looking seaplanes. And the, now, most likely, they are not like exactly what things looked like back then. Yeah. <laughs> no, they say uh, according to it that um, a lot of them are based on the Caperoni C22J um, mm. airplane, the Pigiati P136, and several amphibian planes, and they look. Awesome. They look well. That's, that's they don't. They they could be like sort of you know, yeah. uh, made a little bit more fictional than than they are realistic. But it's the details that he puts into all of them. That's that's what's so amazing. Like he puts every panel, every rivet in the thing. Like you see it on the plane in every shot. They, yeah. He doesn't like skimp on it. He doesn't make it look completely smooth. You see all of the little details and the and imperfections. Every, yeah, and sometimes yeah. it's even funny because. Um, when the Mama Yuta gang show up for the second time after the plane was destroyed, you see, uh, hey boss, uh, we didn't take enough money last time, so we didn't finish the plane. And so you see all these other, you know, the pirates with all these weird put together ships. Yeah. And you see the Mama Yuta gang. Half the plane isn't even fucking painted. It's just, <laughs> it's just the, it's just the, uh, you know, the just the tail, like the new tail that they put on with duct tape and. <laughs> yeah, with, with, we don't, well, probably with the Mama Yuta, because there's a fucking cheap. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of other messages in this besides the whole aviation thing. I mean, you have the whole thing where it's the whole fascist versus non-fascist. Yeah. And, you know, it's because Porco even says he's a non-fascist. He says, I'd rather be a pig than a fascist. Yeah. Which is one of the better lines in the film. Mm -hmm. Well, it's one of the more memorable lines. But there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of little in-depth things in this world where you'd want to know more of. Yeah, you'd want to know more about the history and the, the, the politics that were going on at that time to... And the thing is, it's a whole... It's not just, like, in some anime series. It's just, you know, you see the character, and the rest of the world is just... I don't give a fuck. It's just focus on these characters. Everything else doesn't matter. Uh -huh. This, everything you see, there is something involved, and you want to know more of. Yeah. This would make a great TV series. You want to see more about what's going on in the world at this time. What's going on in uh, the Adriatic Yeah, I think this could have been a very a very good uh, uh, TV series. Because you could have a, a more of a storyline to it. You could have, you know kind of lengthen the the whole you know curse gina all all those kinds of things you could turn that into a full series because the, the curse isn't even really it's just there and it's accepted yeah like that's the i think that's the weird thing is like no one in the world is surprised by it or even like it's there it they it just okay he's a pig yeah fine it very that that's the one thing that's very like jarring at first because you're just like, are we seeing him as a pig and nobody else is, or is that like you know like is that like is that something that like we're seeing as the audience like watching the movie like we see him as a pig but nobody else actually sees him but no everybody he he's a pig he really is a pig <laughs> yes. he was once a man but he's a pig and there are two parts when you see him sort of become human and you kind of get an inkling as why it's like moments yeah. when he's feeling it's maybe it's he's feeling more human or he's feeling more noble yeah you don't know it's like the loss of humanity and there's a lot of messages to it and so since this is the month of ghibli and most of their stuff is stellar we're not going to give a rating for it we'll say yeah. we'll, we'll we'll assume they're all uh uh really 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 fucking cool it's worth worth seeing but what do you think was the if you had to pick one scene for the movie what would you pick as your scene which is just the one which would be a you know a scene that's just um, amazing or I don't know the one where he's up above the clouds I think that was a pretty cool scene 
I don't want to give it. I don't want to give more of it away than that. But when he's in the plane, it's the, like a flashback, and he's in the plane, yep. and he's above the clouds. That's that's. I think that's a pretty cool scene. Yeah, that's the scene where you were talking how like like the majority of the film has been cleaned up, so it looks brand new. But there's a scene where it looks like it's past, but it gives it that kind. Yeah, of... it, it kind of like they're kind of washed out, and they don't look like they're colored very well, or it, lo- it looks. It almost looks like oh, did they forget to like fix that up when they did the DVD? But it's actually not. I think it's actually supposed to be like that. It's supposed to look that yeah. way for for a particular reason, which I don't want to spoil. No, yeah, no, and I agree. <clears throat> I think that this that's a amazing scene. I think that is one of the best scenes. But I'm gonna go probably with um, I mean the last fight. I'm gonna go with the first dog fight, <laughs> the mommy, just because it's so ridiculous and just it'll br- it draws you right in because there are a lot of slow periods, but that scene draws you into the film. All of the all the all the all the uh, dog fights are pretty. Uh, pretty exciting. They're pretty yeah. cool looking. Yeah, the film, <clears throat> the film is well done and it is entertaining, and you're not going to get tired of it. And it's so good that supposedly, supposedly Miyazaki's going to be doing a follow-up. Oh. He might be doing a sequel. Well, he's, it's currently working. The working title I think is Porco Rosso: The Final Sortie, and it's taking place in the Spanish Civil War. And he's huh. going to be an old man. Huh. So I don't know. It that might could be, be cool. Good. It could be cool. It's going to be him as an old man, but... Uh, old man Porco! <laughs> so he'll be even more crotchety. <laughs> well, he is kind of crotchety and angry. He's one of the better... Um, like, this film is really for, more for adults, because, I mean, if a kid watches, he's going to love the seaplanes, love the, the pipe, but there is so much more to it than... Yeah. They're not going to get the entire... All of the, the references and everything, but... Well, I think like the, I think a kid would enjoy it just the same. There's some funny parts. There's you know the the, the sea pirates turn out to be kind of comical. Um. <laughs> yeah, there's some of the antics they do because you're like, uh, what was it the 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 scene when they they do a heist, they talk to the radio people, and they get into you know they're fighting, they're saying we're here to get you, Porco, then they all fall over and you hear all this like you know, oh, ah, uh, 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 uh. and then the the radio announcer is like. I repeat, we're gonna get you, Porco. Ooh, ah, ing, ooh, ah, ah, get off me! You're like, what? I like the line at towards the end. It's the 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 uh, Brad Garrett's character is he's like the leader of the one gang, and he's like he's like, shut up! I'm trying to be classy. Because <laughs> yep. he's because he's like a sea pirate. He's got like the hat and the goggles on. He's got this big scruffy beard. But he's in this like really nice pinstripe suit <laughs> with a flower in his lapel, and he's like trying to stand all all tall and prim and proper. <laughs> yes, and when they don't listen to him, he proceeds to take out grenades and throw them into the audience, yep. <laughs> and take out going, "You calm down!" And you're like, "You take the sea out of the pirate, but you can't take the pirate out of the sea pirate." Still a piece. He's still a rude. Like if the, this would be a good live action film too if you could do it right because it's like a feels like a bogey film. It it, it would be I, I it would be very difficult. Well, with the the curse, but I mean yeah, the yeah. rest of it would be. Oh yeah, the the, the everything they could. I mean, the, the, there's certain movies that I feel like they're just better as animation because because you can just do so much more with it and it doesn't look cheesy. Like yeah. it looks like you know it, like. There's so many movies that they try to do like all this special effects and stuff like that, and a lot of times it just looks silly because it's because because there's no possible real way to do it, you know, with like stunt pilots and stuff like they have to do it. Yeah, like what is it? The movie um, 
um, the the new one, the red. Uh, the oh, ne- about the about the Tuskegee Airmen or whatever. Yeah, I heard that movie was terrible because it's all CG. Yeah, the the whole yeah. So it's like it, you can't. It's not believable because I mean, honestly, I don't. I I don't know. I, I I don't think they were flying around all like ridiculous back in like that time. I don't like this movie. You have you because it's a cartoon and it, you know or you know because it's it's animated. You you have that little sense of you know, you know it's the disbelief thing kind of just goes out the window. You just kind of go with it because it's it's animated. Yeah. But like you know a live action movie where they're doing like all these flips and shit. Like I I doubt that they were flying planes like that at that time. You know. Like, I mean it's possible if you see some of the old air, but yeah. with CG it doesn't look right. It's something. No, it, it just, just looks weird and it. And that's why you know I I, I think this I, I mean this movie could work as as a, a, a live action because of that fact that like like you could look past like the CG you could be like oh well you know it's because it's Porco Rosso and it's you know yeah. it's not supposed to look realistic in terms of that kind of thing but I don't know it yeah no I agree I agree it's but uh, I just like really I just really like Miyazaki's work no, he's, he's good he's good. <laughs> We have a couple of other things. Uh, we have some Takahata work, and as long as we don't get his son's work, because there's two Miyazakis, there's Hayao Miyazaki, then there's Goro Miyazaki. <laughs> and Goro Miyazaki's movie is considered the worst of all of the Does studios. Does he have four arms? No. I wish he would, but, though. But, but he's Goro. I know. <laughs> What's, well, at least it's not Montaro. <laughs> <laughs> he's got fucking centaur legs. <laughs> Fuck. Hand me, the, hand me the box. The box. Yes. So, yes, you can guess what we're, we're getting ready for. But first, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us, spirekinmovie at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email me at timbo at spirekin.com. And or, or follow me on Twitter, uh, Timbo Spirekin. Has anyone followed you so far? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought I'd, besides <laughs> well, me. Well, you. <laughs> yes, follow. You have followed me. Yes, but I follow everybody. They, well, Follow him. Join him. There'll be more rants, more raves, more craziness. Yeah. I haven't bothered like writing anything on Twitter because I'm just like, uh, nobody's listening. <laughs> I'm surprised that the missus hasn't added you because she's on Twitter supposedly. Yeah. Uh, she's just kind of like whatever. I followed her, I think. I don't know. Ooh. Oh well. All right. <laughs> anyway, so let's. So it's t- time for what we're waiting for. What are we talking about? We're talking about that one, that only. Dodecahedron of movies. And since you are the learned one with the numbers, what is a dodecahedron of movies? It is a 12-sided die with 12 numbers on it, yes. counting from 1 to 12. Yes, no That's zero. That's what dodecahedron means. It's a 12-sided, three-dimensional solid. Yes. Could all it... with the same shape. Do you actually teach that in your... In no, your no, 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 no. We don't, we don't cover that stuff. That's more... We, yeah. Was that more algebra or... Uh, no, that's not algebra, that's geometry. Something uh, like that. They don't really do it in G- in high school or, or middle school. No, it's, it's more, more... It's more... I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so what we've done is we've assigned <laughs> a, mo- a movie to each of the 12, and they're all... Usually we do 11, 10, 11, 12 is going to be my choice, your choice, but we're going to just have it all there because there's so many Miyazaki movies. Mm-hmm. It's how we do any of our theme months because it's another theme month. So we're gonna roll it and see what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spock and Movie Review, when we of uh, and this month of Totoro's Tanuki's and Tenacious Children. I really have to change that name to something better. Tenacious Toddlers? No. Well, I mean, like she, she was a tenacious teenager. 
Ah, Tenacious Teenagers. That works. Aha! Tenacious Teenagers! Aha! <laughs> at least you, it's... you keep me around for something. <laughs> yes, at least it's not the one with the other one, the... <laughs> no, that, that, that's for the time travel month, isn't it? <laughs> He's going to be doing the time travel month with Doc... Dr. Mobius! Dr. Mobius! With my legion of Robo-Scorpions! <laughs> with their pincers! And lasers! And pincers! And pincers! <laughs> Oh, Dr. Mobius. Did you kill him? Uh, no. I let him live. Then he went crazy and killed you, right? No, no, no. He, he, he actually turned out to be a good guy. It was the other ones that turned out to be evil. Oh, you killed the kill. I don't know if I killed them. I think I just made them... I, I, I made them all negotiate. Yeah, I think I did the same yeah. thing, too. But All right, so let's roll. So we're reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Movie Review. The Ocho. <laughs> and no, we're not talking about riding lawnmowers <laughs> and, uh, what is it? It's, uh, Squirrels, uh... Squirrel surfing <laughs> or dodgeball. We're going to be reviewing... Oh, well, this one isn't a Studio Ghibli film, weirdly enough. Oh. It's an earlier film. It's his oh. first film, supposedly. Oh. It's when he worked on things like Heidi in the Alps <laughs> and a show called Sherlock Hound. Sherlock Hound. I want to watch that. I heard it's really good, but you can only get it on uh, Right Stuff. Mm. The Right Stuff is like $3 a DVD, so it's, it's yeah. you're spending like 15 bucks for, for you know, 10 yeah. cases. Yeah. But, so we're reviewing a manga, which is actually isn't a Studio Ghibli property or a Miyazaki ideal property. It's about, well, let's see what it's about. It's about a guy who wears different colored jackets. And he likes to steal things. And he's got his best friend wears a fedora. It's still awesome in a fedora. <laughs> and a guy who's able to change clothes out of a flight jacket without taking his clothes off. <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough. He just kinda he just kinda <laughs> diffuses out of them. <laughs> yep. And also a girl who just she's uh, well, she's the first person that people fap to through no gingy. <laughs> and what are we talking about? Lupin the third. The Castle of Cagliastro. So, we'll catch you next time, and as usual, I am... I'm Jimbo. And I am Zan, and we are Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and remember... RoboScop! No. Sorry, this is... <laughs> this is... This is a, this is a Miyazaki month, so... What's something else of RoboScopians? Uh, maybe I'm dead and life is a pig. It's the same thing as hell. He sure is incredible. Quand nous chanterons le temps de cerise et guerre aux oignons et mêle le moqueur. This is not a playground. Porco gave him the loot. The Curtis is up first. <laughs> I'll turn this up just right. Just take it back to Texas as a gift for Ma. Um, whatever. Something Miyazaki ish. Ah! <laughs> uh, Kodama's maybe. Ah! <laughs> Mia 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 Mia
探して誰もが希望を託した揺れていた時代の熱い風に吹かれて体中で時を感じたそうでね道端で眠ったこともあってねどこにも行けないみんなでお金はなくてもなんとか生きてた貧しさが明日を運んだ小さな下宿屋に幾人も押しかけ朝まで騒いで眠った嵐のように毎日が燃えていた息が切れるまで走った前の凍った写真をご覧よ髭面の男は君だねどこにいるのか今ではわからない友達も幾人かいるけどあの日の全てが虚しいものだとそれは誰にも言えない今でも同じように見果てぬ夢を描いて走り続けているよねどこかで
マルコありがとういつもそばにいてくれてもうあなただけになっちゃったわね古い仲間はこの店で一つだけ気に食わねえのはあの写真を外さねえことだダメよヤブイちゃんマルコが人間だった時のたった一枚だけ残った写真なんだからどうやったらあなたにかけられた魔法が解けるのかしらねただの豚だ。